0: go one or two deep breaths and my mind would just shut off and I could shut off and I could perceive perceive the pure emptiness and it was pretty nice and I was like that for a good few days
1: well I can say at least this much and that is congratulations that you're beginning to uh, uh, practice correctly and getting some of the benefits from it
0: Your video was just gone there, Damoreto. I just took a picture. Okay. Is it on now?
1: Yeah, yeah. So. So uh congratulations for beginning to do correct practice. Uh now Generally, the mind doesn't shut off on its own. It in fact, uh, in, a, in a way of speaking, you don't want to dare have the mind shut down completely, because if it does, you'd stop breathing. That's, in fact, that's death itself, is uh, when the mind shuts down completely. So <laughs> I'm amused by your term. I think is what you're saying is, is that you were able to bring the discursive thought. Down to a level that you could deal with it. Yes, no,
0: there was there was one or two, one or two thoughts there, but they were far away. I remember I heard I remember you before using the analogy of when you see a train from far, far away, it's really slow. And that's what it was like. And. I understand now as well why sometimes meditation teachers might use the analogy of clouds. Thoughts are like clouds. The deeper and stiller my mind got into a unified mind, it was like the thoughts just flew away like clouds and it was pretty nice.
1: Well, when we're looking closely and studying something, we need a great deal of stability. But then that stability in another way gives us the chance of being able to see things that are glittering by very quickly. So basically what I hear you saying then is, is that you're beginning to see things sort of at a distance so that they kind of are moving slow. enough, rather than Psh, they're gone or I didn't even see it happen into it now. Uh, that's actually part of the, the process of being able to see very clearly is to be able to see things quickly. And so when you can see things quickly, that's almost the same thing as they're slowing down, but it's not quite. It's, it's like a high-speed camera can play in slow motion, but it has to record in high speed. But if we play it in slow motion, then it appears that everything is slowed down to where, in fact, really, it was the camera that was able to take pictures fast enough. Made that possible. Does that make sense to you? Right. And in fact, you're beginning to speed up.
0: OK, yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, my my mind has changed again slightly since. That week where I had a good week, the week that I was on about. However, I'm still practicing away. And would I be correct in saying, Damarato, what I experienced there was real equanimity because, to be fair,
1: no, 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 no. But it's correct practice and it's getting benefits. So you know that it's giving benefits, so you will continue on.
0: To be fair now, when I was, when I was. When I, my best, my best time that week it was it was last week when I had my best practice. It, it did feel similar to the higher Janas
1: at, at one stage when all my thoughts were just completely gone. Okay, well, That's- here here's the thing that don't contrast. What you're doing with jhanas, what you need to do is, in fact, incorporate this in and refine your understanding of the jhana. Okay, yeah. Okay, and, this is part of it. And I could just
0: perceive just my mind being pure empty, and it was pretty cool. Well,
1: if there is something to practice, actually, it all has to do with being able to apply and sustain. Why in the first jhana we're applying the mind to the object, whatever it is. And normally we do that with language, but oh, how good this feels around. Look at that breath or any of that kind of language. And we have to repeat it and sustain it over and over and over again. That this practice is not about using the first jhana as a stepping stone to the higher jhanas, though it might be that way. What we're actually looking for is is that this first jhana is what we're looking for, The higher jhanas kind of come by from time to time. And that in, uh, in some cases, because these jhanas are naturally, people will put themselves into that jhana uh, naturally based upon the conditions. The two examples I use is a Formula One race car driver and the other one is uh, hunter-gatherers that have nothing but a spear to catch that wild hog that's doing everything he can to hide from them. If they lose sight of that hog, they've lost the hog. They've got to keep their eyes sharp and focused on that hog. Or the race car driver has to keep his eye and his hands and his mind on his driving where most drivers don't do that. Most drivers think that they can just kind of half pay attention to the road, but when you're going at 200 miles an hour or maybe 230 kilometers, that's when you really have to pay attention to everything. Okay, so these are natural states that we get in. And then, in fact, in that case of both of them, the uh, either chasing the hog or the Formula One race car driver, is, is that now his mind is sharp and fast enough to keep up with what's happening okay that's a very important point but that's what we're actually working for is to get the mind fast enough and sharpen enough to keep up with what's going on otherwise we're slow we get lost the boxer gets punched in the face to where the one who's really paying attention is the one who can block the punch but if I start thinking about my grandma and the fight that I had with her over whether I was going to come to this contest or not, I'm going to have a fistful, a face full of fist, right? So that's the whole thing about the first jana is that that's where we spend our development time.
0: Demaretto, now that you're just talking about the first jana, for me, I find the first jana more harder to define and say, oh, this is definitely first jana. I think it's easier to define, for me, the higher Janus. What is that? Now
1: this is what I'm saying is, is this. I understand that. That's the typical view that everyone has.
0: Oh, that's OK. No, no, that's good. That is just a quick question when you were talking about it. Right. That,
1: that's, the, that's the viewpoint that everyone has. That, in fact, what we really need to spend time developing is the first Jana. The training with the first jhana, the training with can I actually control the mind to keep it focused on what we're doing right now and to keep it wholesome.
0: Like when you're defining the first jana, Damaretto, is it just positive thought, wholesome thought after wholesome thought, or should there be a small bit of joy in there as well?
1: There is absolutely not only that, but if the joy is missing, or the contentment, the um the feelings of safety, security, comfort, satisfaction, and success, if those factors, all of them are not there, it's not first jhana.
0: Yeah well, then it's it's difficult enough so to get into, it. but anyway, we won't go down that
1: road. Yes, First jhana is actually the work that we have to put into second, third, and fourth jhana will come as we begin to pay attention to them. Right now, we have to learn to pay attention. And when this you're... This is the right effort. When you're it talking is. about that, that this question is
0: going to be about the right effort, when you're talking about right effort and the right attitude and getting that momentum going, should I be trying to get a feeling, nearly force a feeling, yes, this is... Uh, That's the lovely breath I just had there now, but should I be trying to nearly get the right effort and force a small bit of a positive feeling in on top of it?
1: Well, that's the whole point is with the gladdening of the mind is is that we're intentionally working on the feelings. Can you intentionally working on the feelings. So how do we do that?
0: Can you influence them like, by just more than just talking about them in your mind. Can you like, why is it that sometimes you're all the time? My meditation is better after I just had a big feed of food. How can my, it feels nicer to meditate after a feed of food. Because
1: you feel content as opposed to feeling hungry. If you feel a hungry feeling, a sensation of hunger, then it is difficult to feel satisfied. Okay, so that's the answer to it right there, is, is that your the body is is comfortable after a meal. And
0: can that influence or set off the first, jana? or would you recommend?
1: It's food? like you're asking, does a fuse influence a firecracker?
0: Yeah, I, well, a lighter would anyway.
1: Or all right, a- exactly. When you light that fuse, that firecracker is going to know all about it okay cool. well, these right. are- so listen to me you're asking questions rather than letting me put it together for you so someplace in there that it will answer not only that question but others that you had that you would have asked next too okay so this is why sukha and piti are on the uh let us say in the anapanasati and and on the Anapanasati practice method. This is how it works. First, we get the body feeling safe, secure, content and satisfied, relaxed. In fact, the relaxation of the body is an important quality to this. And so we're going into watching the body and experiencing the body so we can find out where the tensions are, where the anxiety is and all of that kind of stuff. They help us relax the body. So relaxing the body is a major component. Number two, you can't do any of that unless you're thinking about doing it. First, the mind is the forerunner. Okay, so whatever you're thinking about, if you're thinking about oh, this is really comfortable, oh, I'm satisfied right now. I've had a big meal and everything is good. Now the mind and the body are working together for a reason. But if you are, are saying, oh, well, I'm supposed to gladden the mind and I gladden the mind, so what? Because I still don't feel it. Okay? That's also the thought that we're having that keeps us from feeling comfortable. That, in fact, we actually have to talk ourselves into it like a nurturing mother would sing a lullaby to a baby, get him to go to sleep, okay? that we nurture ourselves, we convince ourselves. First off, one of the important things is, whatever place that you're in, you have to feel a sense of safety and security. Now, many people don't have that in a meditation hall where there's a whole lot of other people who do not feel safe and secure. It's almost better to go to an empty hut To go to an empty place, Uh, that uh, carrying an infant around with you would be optional. The important thing is, is that you feel safe and secure only because you know intellectually that you actually, the body is in a safe, secure place. Okay. You have to get into uh, an actual reality of being safe and secure. This is why the the Buddha recommends go into solitude because when we're around others, we automatically don't feel safe and secure. What if this or that happens and that's going to be kind of be on the mind. So getting ourselves away from it all is an important quality to to be able to get the body comfortable so that it will relax. Now, the next point is is that much of the not relaxation is due to the body having to deal with certain chemicals that are set off by the brain and are experienced as feelings. Okay, So the feeling of anger is actually going to be agitating for the body. And so what we have to do is get the body to feel safe so that we can get The mind to feel safe and to start talking in nurturing safety words. Right? Now, I know that while you're walking around, you're not in a safe place. Okay, so all of this is just purely intellectual. It it would be good if you could sit down and actually start to experience what I'm talking about and letting yourself feel safe and secure. So, by getting the body to feel safe and secure and to having words to talk about it, in reality, I do feel safe, I do feel secure, then guess what? It will be automatic that you begin to feel secure. But if you have thoughts of this has to be done and that has to be done and I should do this in order to relax and all that kind of stuff, you're not going to feel good. You're not going to feel relaxed, you're not going to feel safe. So we have to get the body in a safe, secure, comfortable place. And chairs do fine with that, but if you don't have any furniture, which was the time of the Buddha and much in Thailand, I mean, chairs, there's, depends, they're beginning to use chairs now, but the, uh, the history of Thailand, is that the people sit on the floor. They always sit on the floor at the walk. And so the question is, can you sit on the floor and be comfortable? And if you can't, then get into the chair. The important point is the body's comfortable. Okay. So the comfort of the body means that now the body can feel safe. Safe, secure, comfortable, and beginning to go towards relaxation. So we begin to have thoughts like that. These are the kind of thoughts that we have. The thoughts of safe, secure, comfortable and satisfied. And then that leaves us to begin to feel that way because why? We're repeating it over and over and over again. This is okay. I'm fine. I really can relax. Get the body feeling safe and secure. If we can do this much so far, we've already got almost everything we need for first jhana. The next part of the jhana can be thought of as the joy aspect. But there's more to it than just joy. There's almost elation. There is the quality of feeling. I can do this. I can get my body and my mind relaxed. And I can get my feelings relaxed. I can do this. I feel successful at it. And there's where the joy comes in. It arises as Sama and yet another skill to be developed. But in order to develop the skill of the joy that comes with success, the joy that I've got it can come only when we have that safe, secure comfort and uh, satisfaction going on. So we have to develop the Sukha first and then the pity. Then the joy will arise, especially when you intend it for it to arise. Hey, how about that? Start having joyful thoughts with a joyful, relaxed, happy, comfortable body and the feelings are also safe, secure, comfortable, and satisfied, then the joy will come. And the right thing to do is to keep that going, to keep applying and sustaining, to keep the hindrances out, keep the mind focused on the body, keep the mind focused on our feelings, keep the mind focused in a way of that's what we're talking to ourselves about. That's the discursive thought. We're actually using then the discursive thought Kind of like a jack You know, a lift, that on the car You got to put the wheel up in the air You got to get it free Okay, and so we have to kind of jack this thing up And the way that we jack it up Is by continuously over and over again Repeating, wow, this feels good Wow, I feel safe Wow, I feel secure And what happens then Is we actually do then jack ourselves up And when we do that, now we don't have to do the jacking so much anymore, but we've already developed the jacking in the sense of applied and sustained. But now we're not going to be applying and sustaining the thought. We're going to be applying and sustaining the joy, the joy itself that we don't have to talk ourselves into anymore. We just experience that joy in a thoughtless kind of way. How good can you feel? Can you send shivers up your back? Okay, that's the kind of thing that we're talking about, is getting that kind of joy, where you just want to shake your arms in the air, yeah, got it. Okay, that's the kind of joy that we're developing. And when that is actually overwhelming to the point that there's no reason to talk about it anymore, that's when we take that joy as our object. And when we take the joy itself that we've built up to our object, then instead of talking to ourselves about getting that joy, we got nothing better to do than just sit there and <laughs> get a load of it. Over and over and over again. As I breathe in, I breathe in joy. And as I breathe out, oh, I feel so good. Okay, and that's the second jhana, is when we have joy as our... Um, object but that kind of joy has an effort and an energy to it that will very soon develop into a quieter kind of joy which is back down to the level of sukha. we let the the joy of the wind go and just be satisfied with this is it satisfied okay that would be the first three jhanas, but the point is, is that the third jhana is not a goal or even a pathway into the next goal. It is a natural way of doing it because the important uh, skill to be developed is applied, sustained, applied, sustained thought. Apply, sustain the mind. Keep the mind present. Keep it going. Keep it right here, right now. Keep it Focused on the body and keep it focused on the feelings. So you actually do feel safe and secure. Now, here's the thing most people spend their lives not even knowing that they have small amounts of fear. But when they begin to finish with that fear, when there's no more doubts, like this is it, those. Doubts are based in fear Questions are based in fear But when we are completely free from fear What a relief Oh, what a relief it is It's almost like getting out of bed You're no longer sick You feel really good You feel safe You feel like you can go anywhere and do anything Because you're safe That What a feeling that is And so start practicing how safe can you feel? Over and over and over again. Tell yourself how safe you feel. That's the only word that you need to use is, wow, this is, wow, there's no place else to go. Wow, this is all right. Not a worry in the world, nothing to do. So see, a worry in the world, that's something to cause fear. Having something to do, causes fear, causes anticipation, causes restlessness, causes worry. Okay. And so we have to keep the mind completely focused, completely focused, one wholesome thought after another and not let it wander away into worries or fears or anything like that. We just keep talking to ourselves in a nurturing, beautiful way while you're safe. Wow, there's no worries, no place to go, nothing to do, nobody's coming. No place to go. The spring will come all by itself. The grass will grow all by itself, and I'm safe, secure, comfortable, happy, satisfied. So we keep practicing like that. And You're get kind that of- first jhana nailed down solidly so that you own it. You kind of answered the question, the next question
0: I had in regards to what you were saying along there. I was going to say, why did I have that successful week? But you said, keep jacking. Would I be right in saying, if you keep jacking for about, if you get a good two or three days of jacking, generally that's enough
1: to get you into... Looking at it from the prone frame of reference okay it's not two or three days it's right now jack right now jacking if if you don't have that wheel all the way off of the ground yet you're not ready to change the tire it has to be completely free so if you haven't gotten the tire off the ground yet if it won't just do what you want it to do in other words you just can't feel the way that you want to feel automatically then we need to keep that jacking going to make sure that those thoughts are wholesome thoughts apply the mind to the wholesome and apply it again keep sustaining keep jacking wow this is good i do feel pretty good don't i and just <clears throat> keep keep going until that uh, the feelings are actually in under the control of the body and the mind but you have to have the body completely relaxed and completely comfortable by actually investigating the body and finding out what parts of it are not comfortable. Does your tailbone uh, hurt just a little bit an inch below uh, and into the buttocks? Because that's where it is here on this chair, okay? So you gotta find out where it is is actually comfortable so that you don't have to keep putting your mind back to whatever pains that you feel in the body get the body completely relaxed Uh, and so that's actually something that needs to be applied and sustained It's keeping the body comfortable relaxed and uh, safe and secure so that needs to be practiced that needs to be practiced with the body it needs to be practiced with the mind and then the body and the mind together can practice on getting the feelings into feeling safe and secure and comfortable, and satisfied. Okay, and so that's the whole quality of repeat, 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 over and, over and over and over again, without having to judge one, two, three days of jacking. No, now is the time to jack. right? Because if I had a thought of one, two, or three days jacking, that means that I'm not satisfied yet. Let's keep going back and getting satisfied. I'm satisfied with the jacking I'm doing right now. Wow, this is good stuff. Just keep going at it. Just keep plugging in there. Yeah, I feel good. Yeah, I feel safe. So continue with the wholesome thoughts over and over and over again and recognize when the mind pulls you away. Like, oh, I should have had this already by now. Because that's judgments that are preventing you then from actually feeling the way that you want to feel in a way it makes you feel like a kind of a failure okay like how far is it to the uh, touchdown goal line the answer is is that stop measuring it and be behind the goal line be the victory right now
0: you get when you get the unified mind from your successful practice, is there any work to do other than just hold on to it?
1: and in that regard, the mind is fit for work. And in fact, only then can we actually get anything done. Now, what are we going to do with that? The answer to that is now that we've gotten the mind into first jhana and gotten it fit for work, one of the things that we've done is we've removed all of the obstacles all the unwholesome things that would prevent us from being able to see what needs to be seen. The next part of that is, is that that now means that so long as we're in this state and can maintain it, the only objects there are, the only things that can be seen are wholesome things because we've already removed all the unwholesome things. And that is a key to the next part of the practice. That in fact, We're already doing it because the next object of meditation, when the mind is fit for work, is the applied and sustained. To start watching that as an object. Yeah, am I applying? Yeah, am I sustaining? Yes, can I keep this going? Got it going. Keep it going over and over and over again until that jack gets that joy all the way up. And when you got so much joy that you can't hardly stand it, that's when you take joy as your object and no longer do any jacking with the applied and sustained thought. And now we're going to apply and sustain or keep jacking the joy. But you can't uh, apply and sustain or jack up the joy unless you've already learned how to jack up the mind. That's why that's so important. You gotta keep the mind in a wholesome state over and over and over and over and over again until we really get that second, that first jhana, sorry, completely established. That every student that I know tries to do second jhana before they're ready to. They fail. And not only do they fail, but when they do fail, they come not back to first jhana, they fall out of jhana completely into the hindrances of failure. So what we have to do is keep practicing success until you're ready to make the second jhana really easy to apply and sustain, which is actually taking joy or that "oh" feeling, got it, owning this thing, okay? What the Buddha refers to as the lion, because that's what we're going to take in the second jhana as our object to apply and sustain that feeling of I've got it. Not that it just hits you one time and moves on, but that you can keep it there. You can begin to control that joy. You can hold it, squeeze it. Hold it again, squeeze it again, over and over and over again. But the only way that we're going to learn how to do that with the joy is by doing it with the mind first, by applying and and sustaining the wholesome. So another way of saying it is all is, is that we just don't have to talk anymore. But if we were talking, we'd be saying exactly the same thing, which is jacking up that joy. Except now we don't have to talk about the jacking up the joy. Now we're just jacking up the joy directly. Okay, but you got to start with the talking. You got to start with the applied and sustained wholesome uh, thoughts, or what we call nurturing thoughts, wholesome thoughts, thoughts of I can do this, thoughts of safety, security, comfort. That. Everything is okay. Everything is just fine. This is good. This is good enough. Almost we could say this is as good as it gets. Because in fact, when it actually gets even gooder than this, you don't see it as such a surprise. So when we say this is as good as it gets, that's only because we saw how good it could get the first time. Well, pre- that's great. We could say hello, old friend. <laughs> well, I feel like the
0: time frames from when I'm able to get into these states is getting closer together because it took me a good few months the first time, then about three months, then less than three months. So now I'm on my.
1: Ah, but that's only because you put a lot of other things in the way recognize that you can do that now and when i have that attitude wow this is great good enough right now to apply and sustain no matter what state you're in you still have to go back to this is good enough this is good enough if you keep telling yourself, oh, this state is not as good as it was, this is only six weeks in, and I got to wait until three months is up before I can have that thing again, then it'll take another six weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But if you have the idea that, oh, this is not as good as I remember, but this is good enough, well, let me have this one. I like this. Yeah, no, you, when st- you begin to start jacking again. Wonder, uh, oh, now my car has got a flat tire again and I can't jack it up for the next three months. Oh, poor me. But, <laughs>
0: that, Deborah, that, we spoke a good bit there and then about the jhanas and the important part, getting in and applying and sustaining the first jhana. But when I when I spoke to you about this emptiness, and what I perceived it was like the mind being shut off, which was pretty nice. What is there a name for that?
1: Well, uh, yes, it's called beginner's luck.
0: <laughs> no, so but what I'm saying is, there any work to do when I, if I can get you to don't that step?
1: Okay, don't want it. If you want it again, it'll get really hard because you'll go along saying, "No, this is not it. No, this is not it. No, this is not it."
0: Mean, it's so running, that's
1: the whole idea that we're getting here. Is is that you have to stop judging this moment against another moment. I, I
0: think i would be able to get back to that state. It's not. I I mean, is running work when I get into that state again? Yes.
1: And I've given you three objects. Okay. One, the most important one is the applied. Can I keep applying? Can I keep sustaining? Can I keep sustaining? And that's what you do for a long, long time. Okay. okay.
0: No, I was just
1: thinking this was different. than the first time. Right. But so any- When the mind is fit for work, we make sure that it's fit for work. Okay. We make no. sure again that it's fit for work. Okay. We keep applying over and over and over again. These wholesome thoughts watching how good we feel. And when you get to the state of feeling so good that you can't hardly stand it, then you don't have to talk yourself into it anymore. You've got it off the ground. The jacking is applied, sustain, applied, sustain, applied, sustain over and over and over again, or or another way of saying it is one wholesome thought after another after another. When the mind wanders away, drag it back and come back and let's do this again, over and over and over again, and in fact, if we can apply and sustain it, the mind doesn't get dragged away. We don't have to bring it back. There's no effort to bring it back because we're actually there now.
0: you? Uh... did you have
1: any success like this before you met Bodhidasa? but a whole lot of hard work mixed with it, too. Okay. I uh, so wasn't oh. getting the right instructions, but now that I understand the right instructions, there's no doubt about this works. Okay, so you're still in the beginning and piddling phrase, but you're further along than many others. So I congratulate you for making some progress. But now what we need to concentrate on, if I could use that silly word, or the thing to do over and over and over again is this first jhana, to get every thought that comes up wholesome. Going to keep them very narrow, in fact, into a little box. The only box that you're going to think about is how good you feel. Okay, that's that's a pretty small box to fit yourself into, is how good you feel. Wow, this feels good. Wow, I really enjoy the rain. Wow, what a nice deep breath. So you keep focusing on only the things that are immediately available, that are real, like your breathing, like the way that your uh, the uh, the wind touches the skin, or the way that the cloth touches the skin, and really be in the here now, in a really wholesome way. Telling yourself from time to time, Wow, this is so secure, and nobody's coming. I can just sit here as long as I want to. Okay, that's the way of thinking is, is that I can just sit here and just enjoy. That's the applied and the sustain.
0: OK, uh, my time is limited, so I have one question that's uh, off topic to this, that to uh, what we spoke about there at Amaretto. Around the same time that I came across you last year, maybe around December or that I met, uh, Buddhist monk he's from Sri Lanka I actually never told you this and I met him for an hour we went for a walk and I mean we, we had a chat but I was asking him the wrong questions at the time and I never got back in touch with him since now I'm trying to get back in touch with him I text him and all and how do I find out if he's the real deal he's an Irish man but he's he's based in Sri Lanka I know what you so told and, me
1: about and, and he is in Sri Lanka
0: yeah, he's in Sri Lanka now. But he was home. He's from Ireland. He's from. Okay.
1: Do you know what I mean by on Hampstead? No,
0: I haven't. Okay.
1: Like- that is the location in England, north of London, for um, Amaravati. Now, I know that a lot of Sri Lankan people go to that wat. Uh, so, the way to find out about who they know that's in Sri Lanka that may be a Westerner that's practicing meditation. That's the group of people that I would go to to find out if any of them know about this uh, Westerner in Sri Lanka. Now, well, you know I'm in Ireland, not in England. I know. I know. I know. There's, there's, I mean, there's, there's some swimming to do or a boat <laughs> to ride <laughs> if you're going to go there. But that's the only thing that I know of in your neighborhood because it's most likely he's not on the internet. You can't just Google him.
0: No, and I met him, and he was a lovely guy, and he's all roped up and everything. What what kind of questions? And the reason I contacted him again was because you recommend to hang out with as many nobles as possible. No, he's interesting. Sure. So, so, have so maybe call. you can
1: find one in Ireland, so you don't have to swim or boat. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But, uh, but still, look, it'd still be nice to be still good to have someone on a phone. To, well,
1: that's why we have the uh, uh, the Web Sangha. I invite you to start hanging out in that. We have two sanghas, the UK Sangha and the US Sangha. I think you're actually a member of them already. I don't. I haven't been on one of the sanghas, I don't well, Look think. on your Skype. Inspect uh, your, your Skype um uh go searching for the sangha and see yeah. what you find out okay T H E space a s-a-n-g you know that yeah. just have to looking find it. on it and, and you'll you'll locate them because they're open anybody can join
0: yes um how is eric getting on and soon oh
1: so you know all about him that's right that means that you've already you're already on the sangha
0: uh, well, I spoke to you about it, anyway. So, but I'm I'm watching your videos every day. I'm part of the group. I'm a, I'm he, a
1: on one of the links. He has a uh, a, a link to uh, a Google um, Earth location for the Watt that he's in, and there he has uh, given probably 75, maybe 60 photos. And so I would highly recommend that you go on the Skype and find uh, the the link to that uh, uh, Google uh, map for that lot and then click on the videos or click on well, the uh, the photos.
0: I was never in a group video uh, whatever. I was never in on a video
1: whatever. Okay. Then go to your Skype after we finish the call and click on the search And search for the Sangha UK or the Sangha US. And I bet that while you're typing in the T-H-E space S-A-N-G-H-A, that it will already have it up for you.
0: Okay, well, I'll have a look. But anyway, from your your side, I'm sure he's getting on good. He is?
1: Pardon? Have
0: you been chatting to him? And is he getting on okay? Is he progressing? Who Eric? Yeah.
1: Oh, he's in great. uh, That's why I want you to go and look at those photos. It will tell you everything you need to know.
0: (laughs) I was talking to my partner last week and I said to her, I said, Natasha, I said, I'm glad I'm with you and I'm glad I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. But I said, if if I wasn't with you now, I'd probably become a Buddhist monk. And she started laughing at me. But I was serious.
1: You don't have to become a a, a Buddhist monk. You can remain a layman and get any and everything that you need. There, that's very clear out of the suttas. There were even two laymen that were famous enough that they got them into the suttas because they were teachers. They taught the Dhamma to monks. Enough said. Being yeah. ordained has its values and features, but it's possible for you to get everything you need by practicing correctly. You don't need a teacher who's going to lead you into the swamp just to watch you drown
0: okay.
1: or swim.
0: Eric was the a monk, so basically he's living as a monk without robbing up. Would that be correct?
1: Yes. He's living as a layman in the Wat, which is the same basically as living as a monk. And would there be other people like him there? Other people, other laymen. Pardon? Would
0: there be other laymen there like Eric? Uh,
1: we've got actually several people who are on the way here to Thailand. Oh, Jesus! Fair a pleasure. Yeah, some are going up to Chiang Mai. We've got a place up there. Uh, some are going to. Uh, Deepa Bhawan, Um, I'm thinking that one or two may, in fact, be welcome at the what where uh, Eric is, because they've got a very, very good teacher monk, an abbot there, Achan uh, uh, Santi. So Achan Santi is, uh, is is up in Royet, which is a province in Thailand. And what would it be? What would a, a day be like there for
0: the Damareto? Is it all sitting down formal meditation, or do they have jobs?
1: It be, it's like what would you do if you had no place to go and nothing to do? What would you do? Chill out. Okay. Well, then sit down and chill out. There are generally no schedules at Watts. If you want to go to the chanting, that's normally at 4 in the morning and 6 in the evening, but it's generally not required. You don't even have to go for the food. Whenever that's served, at either 8 in the morning or 11 or whatever like that. But you don't have to go anywhere or do anything.
0: And can you meet up with some of the other people there and have a cup of tea and have a chat and have some fun?
1: Uh, it depends upon the cup of tea, so forget that, and the rest of it is right.
0: Yeah, okay, okay, Cool. 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 yeah, well, uh, yeah, um, I, I told my partner for my stag party in a year or two that I think and instead of... In pap-
1: fact, we want to do that. We want to have communications and friendship among the monks. Okay.
0: Anyway, look, good chat to you, Demaretto, and I hope to be in touch again. Thanks for your for taking the
1: call. All right, we'll see you soon. I just sent you the links that you need.
0: Thanks very much. See you again. Okay.
1: All right. See you. Bye Bye-bye. bye. Bye bye.